It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. Oh, Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. Yesterday, we began a conversation with our friend Walter Cherapinski over at walterfootball.com looking at individual Jets players and the Jets as an organization and the different prop bets that they could be involved in that you might want to lay a few bucks on, some that are good, some that are bad. Walter gave his takes on which ones might be worth doing and the others you might want to avoid. But also, of course, we're talking about different players from around the league and different teams around the league and which ones make some sense to put money on. Walter, here's one that's interesting. There are props up right now about a team going 0-17 and a team going 17-0. and I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't see a team that's good enough to win 17 games. And then 0-17, I don't know that I see any team that's bad enough to lose all those games. There are some bad teams, but they're going to be able to find a way. The Falcons are bad. I think maybe they surprise Carolina. We don't know what's going to happen with their quarterback situation. So that's a possibility. The Bears could sneak one over the Lions or something. So I don't think anybody's going to go 0-17 or 17-0. Do you? No, I don't think so. Um, because it, it's it's strange that the, the best teams are in the AFC. And so the Bills, the, the Bengals, the Chargers... Uh, Broncos, Chiefs, they're all going to beat up on each other. So I, I don't see any team going unscathed uh, in the 17-0. and 0. Uh, The best team in the NFC is probably the Buccaneers. And, I, you know, Tom Brady at 45 doesn't look like – it doesn't seem like he's going to go all out every single week. I mean, they, they lost to Washington last year. Uh, so I, I don't think they're going to go 17-0. So I, I would avoid that. Um, team going 0-17 is, is uh, slightly more appealing. I don't think it will happen, though. Uh, again, it, it's, it's a weird dynamic because – I, th- I think the three worst teams in the NFL this year are going to be Atlanta, Chicago, and Houston. Atlanta and Chicago are in the NFC, so they're going to have some easier games. And then Houston is in the AFC South, uh, which is the weakest division in the conference. So um, they get to play the Jaguars twice. They get to play uh, a, a Tennessee, a declining Tennessee team twice, and they get to play uh, a, a decrepit Matt Ryan twice. So uh, they could they could definitely win one of those games. So I, I would not bet uh, I would not bet no on either of these. Coach of the year, this is always interesting to me because you have your favorites, but you have to find a guy where the value matches the odds. And that's always the trick, right? So last year, the odds on favorite was Brandon Staley. He did not win coach of the year. It ended up going to Zach Taylor, who was a long shot. So if you'd have bet him, he had really good odds for you last year. No one was expecting Cincinnati to do anything close to what they did. So you have to find your Zach Taylor of the 2022 season. 
and you look at the list and you have to see, okay, which team do I think is going to be a lot better in 2022? And so it's interesting because the guys that are at the top of the odds list are not usually the quote-unquote best coaches. It's the coaches that coach the teams that most people expect to improve the most because that's your easiest ticket to winning coach of the year. Just look at what happened with Zach Taylor. So if you look at a guy like Doug Peterson, you would say, oh, I would bet on Doug Peterson. He's had a year to refresh, Super Bowl winner coming in to coach the Jaguars, but he's right up there at the top of the odds. So you don't want to bet on Doug Peterson because he's an obvious choice for all the reasons that I just mentioned. Zach Taylor now is a guy that is way down on the list because the Bengals were successful last year. So now people see him coming. So who do you look at on this list and see as a good value? I'm taking a look at this list, and the guy that really stands out to me here as a potential Coach of the Year candidate is John Harbaugh because if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, the Ravens should be better this year. I think the Browns are going to have some trouble depending on what happens with that quarterback situation. I absolutely do not trust Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or whoever ends up being the quarterback in Pittsburgh. And then we talk about Cincinnati. Some people think they're going to regress. I think they're going to be good this year, but there's a possibility that the Ravens sneak up from last year, end up making the playoffs and potentially doing some damage. So he's plus 2,500. What do you think? Who do you like here? And do you think that Robert Sala, who's also plus 2,500, might be a decent bet? Because you figure the Jets should improve from their win total last year, and Sala could be a dark horse candidate because if the Jets overachieve a little bit, he's going to be in the mix. Yeah, I, I think that's a solid bet. Um, I like the John Harbaugh bet a lot. Um, I, I expect the Ravens to to bounce back this year. I like them a lot. I think they're a top 10 team in the NFL. As long as Ronnie Stanley uh, stays healthy for a change, uh, which hasn't happened the past couple of years. Um, if, if you look at Lamar Jackson, uh, compare him from 2019 and the past two seasons, uh, the biggest difference is the offensive line. St- uh, Stanley got hurt and Marshall Yonda retired. Um, so Stanley could be healthier this year. And uh, and and the uh, they they made some upgrades uh, to the offensive line. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, uh, Morgan Moses, like they they added some some solid blockers uh, for for Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I, I think the Ravens are going to be a good team. Like I think they're going to win maybe twelve games or so. So I think John Harbaugh is a great bet for sure. Um, I I'd like Dan Campbell uh, off the top of my head, but he's it looks like he's twenty two to one. So it's, it's not as appealing as some of the other Lions bets. But I, I think the Lions, as I said before, I think they're going to uh, really surprise. Um, and and you know what? I, like I'm seeing Andy Reid near the bottom here at 33 to one. I I think that's it's pretty remarkable that he's that low. Uh, a lot of people expect the Chiefs to drop off because they lost Tyree Kill, um, but the Chiefs added a lot of uh, other talent at receiver, so they're not as top heavy at the position. But they have a lot lot more depth at the position that they had last year, and so that could that could maybe help out Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, he's obviously going to miss Tyree Kill, but you know, if Juju Smith Schuster regains what he had a couple years ago, or if Marcus Valdez um, like lives up to his potential, uh, or or if uh, Sky Moore does well as a rookie, like there's definitely potential here for the Chiefs uh, to do extremely well. And Andy Reid always took the Chiefs to the playoffs when they had Alex Smith at quarterback. So it's not like they're going to miss the playoffs for sure or anything. Um, they could ease. They could definitely have. Uh, the best the best record in the conference. Uh, I don't think it's out of the question. So if they do, uh, people might look at Andy Reid and say he beat expectations. Uh, we expected the Chiefs to drop off, um, but you know he's uh, he, he's he, they, the Chiefs did a lot better uh, than we expected. So we're going to give it to Andy Reid. 
Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Walter, let's talk about the Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year Award before we get to MVP. And on the offensive side of the ball, the guy with the best odds is obviously the quarterback, Zach Wilson, because the quarterback is always the most important player on the offense. So he's plus 10,000. Defensive side of the ball, the Jets have Quinton Williams and Carl Lawson at plus 20,000. Lawson is a big long shot for obvious reasons, but also because he's a health risk. Quinton Williams tends to miss a couple of games a year too. So those are extreme long shots. But you take a look at this list. I'm assuming that you wouldn't put any money on Zach Wilson to be Offensive Player of the Year or Carl Lawson or Quinn Williams to be Defensive Player of the Year. Are there any guys on this list, though, that you do like that you think the value is there for? Um, it's it's tougher. I mean, there's, there's so many players. Uh, I, I think if you're looking at Offensive Player of the Year, you're probably looking probably a quarterback. And I, I think that you know, someone like Justin Herbert, twenty-five to one, um, makes a lot of sense to me. I, I think that he could have a huge year. I think he could throw for five thousand yards. Uh, so I, I'd be looking at him. I, I think Jamar Chase is going to have a huge season. I mean, as good as he was last year, he was only a rookie, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, so if you want to uh, go with a receiver, I think I would target uh, Jamar Chase. And I already mentioned uh, Joe Mixon. I think he's going to have a huge year as well. He could lead the league in rushing. He's sixty-six to one. Um, so those, those are the guys that I'd be looking at for offensive player of the year. I, I, I normally don't bet offensive or defensive player of the year, though. Let's talk about comeback player of the year. The favorite in this category is Derrick Henry. Makes sense because we know what a dominant player that he is. And so you assume that he's going to come back, get right back to business. And if he stays healthy, he's going to prove his worth. There is one jet of note on this list, it's Carl Lawson, who I mentioned before. He was out all of last year, plus 4,000. I actually don't hate that bet. It is risky because he gets hurt a lot. But if Lawson can stay healthy most of the year, he has the potential to be pretty productive. And at plus 4,000, I wouldn't hate laying a few bucks on that bet. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is up at the top of this list as well. The two guys that stand out to me as interesting possibilities here, Walter, are Baker Mayfield at plus 1,400 and Allen Robinson at plus 2,000. Allen Robinson seemed to really kind of dog it at the end there with the Chicago Bears last year. Now that he's going to be revitalized in a Rams offense, that should put him in position to produce. He's got Matthew Stafford throwing on the ball. He's in that Sean McVay offense. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Robinson has himself a really nice year. And Baker Mayfield, if he either gets traded or winds up as the quarterback of the Browns. The Browns have put together a pretty good supporting cast. If Mayfield is healthy, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him be productive. Not saying that he's going to be an elite quarterback, but I think a motivated and healthy Baker Mayfield has a decent chance to win this award. I think Allen Robinson certainly does too. And even Carl Lawson at plus 4,000, I don't think is a bad bet. What do you think? Yeah, I like Robinson the most. I think um, he was, you, you know, he's going to have a, he's going to be part of the Rams offense, which is he's going to have a lot of opportunities. And he, I don't know what happened to him last year. Like you said he was dogging it. That, that, that could be that could definitely be the case. Um, he he really fell off a cliff uh, last year. And Darno Mooney took over as the Bears' number one receiver. Um, it just didn't seem like Allen Robinson was very interested uh, in playing for that dreadful team. And I don't kind of don't blame him. Um, and, and so he's going to be a lot better in Sean McVay's offense. He's not thirty yet, and, and so like people might think that he's regressing due to age. That's not the case. 
Um, and Robinson has never had a talented quarterback uh, with apologies to the Nick Foles truthers out there. Um, he, he He's never had a great quarterback and now that's going to change. He's going to have Matthew Stafford throwing to him. So I think that's extremely appealing. Um, I, I think Robinson is a, a fine bet at 20 to one. Um, I like Mayfield as well, 14 to one too, uh, but it's going to be tough to, to beat Derrick Henry at, at uh, plus 350 and also Christian McCaffrey. I, I feel like it's going to go one to one of those guys. I think one of them is going to have an amazing year and they're one of them is going to win uh comeback player of the year but if you want to take a, a, a shot on uh someone i think robinson's a decent bet at 20 to 1 regular season mvp the top guy is josh allen at plus 700 zach wilson is plus 10,000 that's a long shot i wouldn't take i assume you wouldn't either walter but here's the one that i like the best lamar jackson plus 2,000 if he's healthy and as we said, the Ravens end up being the type of team that we expect. He could put up some really nice numbers. And at plus 2,000, I like the odds. And that's where I would go if I was placing a bet in this category. What do you think? I like Lamar Jackson a lot at 20 to 1. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, as I said, offensive line is, is key for him. And it looks like the Ravens have fixed that. Uh, so I, I think he has a good chance to win MVP. Uh, definitely, he should be he should be higher than twenty to one. He should probably be like twelve to one or something like that. Um, I, I think people have just forgotten how good he was with a great offensive line. Um, I would also look at Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, not not as exciting as Lamar Jackson, but he's going to run around a lot. He's going to get a ton of rushing yards, uh, a lot of rushing touchdowns. And he's going to have A.J. Brown at his disposal in addition to uh, uh, Devontae Smith with experience in Dallas Goddard. Uh, plus, the Eagles have a top five offensive line. Um, I, I think the Eagles offense is going to be very explosive this year. Uh, and I think Jalen Hurst is going to make a big jump. Um, as I said before, I love the Eagles uh, to do uh, good things in the playoffs. And, you know, if they have a, a high seed and I, I definitely think they could have the number one seed, uh, Jalen Hurts would definitely be in the running for MVP. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year Let's start with offensive rookie of the year you got a couple of Jets that are in the mix here At a high level Garrett Wilson plus 1,000 Brees Hall at plus 750 I would bet on Brees Hall to win this at plus 750 Because this is one of those years Where I just don't think there's going to be a quarterback That's going to be able to win this award And I think Brees Hall has a chance to be very, very productive Behind this improved Jets offensive line We talked about Brees Hall plenty of times on the show and how we think that as a running back he has a chance to be really good right away he's in a great situation he fits the offense perfectly plus 750 that seems like a really good bet if there was one jet I was going to bet on in any of these categories it would be him Kenny Pickett at plus 550 I know he's a quarterback but I just don't know he's going to be facing a lot of good defenses Drake London at plus 750 I just don't trust Marcus Mariota to be able to get him the ball enough. And I don't think Drake London is the type of receiver who's of the caliber of somebody like Jamar Chase who could win Rookie of the Year. Receivers don't typically tend to win this award. So I really like Brees Hall here. I know that he's right up at the top in terms of odds, but still plus 750 is good enough value for me. What do you think in this category? I, yeah, I think you're definitely right. I mean, Brees Hall looks to be the, the, the best option by far. If you look at the other guys, uh, Pickett, I, I don't even know if he's going to start for the Steelers right away. Uh, so I don't know why he's the favorite. Uh, Drake London has Mariota throwing to him. Uh, Traylon Burks can't breathe in practice. Uh, Christian Watson is a raw player. Uh, Garrett Wilson at plus 1,000 is not bad, but uh, you know the Jets have a lot of receivers. I'd rather bet on Brees Hall. Um, Kenneth Walker 
it, 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 Rashad Penny is the starting running back in Seattle, so Kenneth Walker shouldn't be that high, although I do like him. Um, Sky Moore, second-round pick. Uh, you know, look at Chris Olave. He has Jameis Winston throwing to him. Uh, Des- Desmond Ritter may not start. So um, all these top guys don't look appealing at all to me. I think I think Hall looks like the best option by far. If you want to look at a, um, a kind of a, a sleeper pick here, uh, I think maybe Isaiah Spiller at 40-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, Right now, Austin Eckler is – obviously the starting running back for the, for the chargers, but he's a small guy. He could get hurt. And if he does, uh, I think Spiller has a good chance to take his place and behind a great offensive line. I think Spiller could have a good year. So um, I, I would, if I were to bet one guy here, it would, it would be hall. But if you're, if you're looking at a long shot, I think Spiller makes sense. Defensive rookie of the year. The two jets of note are Jermaine Johnson, who is plus 900 and sauce Gardner. Who's plus a thousand. I kind of like Jermaine Johnson here. I think that there's a better chance that Thibodeau or Hutchinson will get defensive rookie of the year just because I think that they're more explosive and have a chance to get more sacks off the bat. I'd worry about Trayvon Walker here, who's plus 600, because I think he's a developmental player who really needs to learn to play the position. So I don't think he's going to come out of the gate that strong. But Jermaine Johnson at plus 900, he could have a really nice year for the Jets in this system, especially if the interior defensive line with Quinton Williams and John Franklin Myers get the job done up front. He could get some pretty solid sack numbers year number one. So I like that one. I don't love sauce as much just because I think that you tend to see guys that get sacks win these awards. There's always the occasional exception, but I would think that an edge rusher probably has the best chance to win this one. What do you think in terms of value here? I like Jermaine Johnson at plus 900. I think that's a pretty decent bet. Yeah, I mean, Johnson could definitely win it. He's so talented, and uh, I think you're right in saying uh, usually it's an edge rusher or a linebacker who's going to get a ton of tackles. It's usually one of those two guys um, who's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. So uh, Jeremy Johnson, I think, is an okay bet at at, uh, 9-1. to Um, I'm looking at uh, maybe George Karlaftis, another edge rusher who's going to be in the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are going to have a ton of leads, and that's going to allow George Karlaftis uh, to rush the quarterback better. Um, you know, teams are going to have to worry about Chris Jones as well, uh, so he's not going to see as as much uh, attention. So I, I think he he makes a lot of sense. He's not a guy with huge upside, but I, I think he has a higher floor, and I think he might be, be- he might be better suited to play well right away. Um, I also like Drake Jackson at, at uh, plus thirty five hundred. Uh, if you look at the the talent the Niners have on the defensive line, I mean, they have Nick Bosa, Eric. Armstead, uh, maybe Javon Kinlaw does something. Um, they they signed Kerry Hyder, uh, but Drake Jackson is is someone who could um, maybe not see as much attention. And with everyone focusing on Bosa and Armstead, uh, Jackson could have a good year. Uh, so those are the two guys I'd, lo- I'd be looking at as as minor sleepers. Last category here, Walter, and this is right up your alley because we're talking draft now. Odds of being the number one overall pick. In the 2023 NFL Draft, the top guys, of course, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama, plus 200. I'm not betting either one of those, and I'm not betting Will Anderson either, plus 300. They're at the top for obvious reasons. You know that they are going to be the ones that everybody's going to focus on right off the bat. What about somebody like Spencer Rattler at plus 5,000? Remember, last year at this time, he was a heavy favorite to be in the mix for the Heisman Trophy and then got on the bad side of Lincoln Riley, ended up getting benched, transfers to South Carolina. That's not a bad dark horse pick. 
Uh, yeah, I, I would I would be surprised if it's not Stroud or Young at this point. But if you're looking at a dark horse, that I think that makes sense. Um, uh, Charlie Campbell uh, posted a, an article um, on the NFL Hot Press on our site saying that teams were very high on uh, Will Levis. Uh, mm-hmm. The um, he's he's another quarterback uh, from Kentucky. So um, I I don't think he's going to be the number one pick. But you know, if you're looking at a sleeper, I, I think that he makes a lot of sense as well. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, what his odds are in FanDuel, but the the odds I'm looking at here um, on Action Network is 35 to one. I, I don't think I'd bet that, I, but it, it's it's at least somewhat appealing. Um, but you know, for the best odds, I would just wait until the week of the draft, and uh, you know, Charlie's going to tell me everything that happens. So you know, we'll we'll uh, clean up during the draft once again. I love it. Walter Cherapinski, owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about all the gambling stuff with me. Really appreciate it. I know this is your favorite stuff to talk about when it comes to football, so I'm glad that you could join me and we could have this conversation. For those that want to check out all your gambling tips, your fantasy stuff, all the year-round draft coverage, what are they going to find if they go to WalterFootball.com right now? Yeah, we have tons of content every day. We have our Super Bowl odds uh, picks. We have win total picks and stuff like that. And we're going to have picks against the spread during the season. So check that out. Uh, we have a ton. We have tons more uh, NFL draft coverage. We have 2023 NFL mock drafts up. Uh, we also have a 2024 NFL mock draft that, that will be updated soon. Uh, we have season previews posted once per day. We're going to have Super Bowl uh, a preview for that soon. And uh, fantasy rankings as well. Uh, sleepers, busts, cheat sheets, uh, everything. Things free at WalterFootball.com, so come check us out. Visit WalterFootball.com for all your gambling and fantasy football tips, plus, of course, up to the second coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft. They've already started doing that. They started that months ago, believe it or not. Charlie Campbell does a fantastic job over there. Constant updates, WalterFootball.com. Also, follow Walter on Twitter, at WalterFootball. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns, including a lot of the players we talked about today who are possibilities for you to bet on for prop bets. So if you want to check out their All-22, get a better feel for whether or not it's a good idea to place a few bucks on one of these long shots on the Jets, Make sure that you watch our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money. But it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. For the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.